0: the craggy rugby podcast this is the mini pod edition where we talk about what happened at the press conference Uh, I'm Alan Deegan and on the line I've got William Davis and you were at the press conference today William
1: Uh, indeed I was Alan uh, Kieran Kane, and Owen Masterson uh, came in to talk to us and uh, this is what they had to say Uh, Kieran, what have you reflected on now from from, from a very just a performance that went well on occasions but then a very, just a very, very disappointing end on Saturday evening?
2: Um, look, we've had a really neat review. We've sat down as a group. Um, players, coaches, everybody. And we reassessed a few things and we've aired a lot of uh, small issues that probably held us back a little bit. Just... Uh, and we've got on with the job so we haven't been able to lament anything we haven't been not feeling sorry for ourselves or anything like that we're just moving on
1: and when you get a situation like that when it comes down to, to one play is that a, is that a culmination of small things that have almost gone on during the game that actually lead to the maybe the very narrow defence and the situation where Cardiff were got a big overlap like that off one play or was it just maybe a relaxation after, you know the
2: concentration it was just dropped after they got into the lead they'd had to work so hard to get into the lead uh, i don't think it's one thing um i think there's a number of issues that we've addressed and, and we've we've been cognizant of that and the boys have taken everything uh well around that um Coaches, we've looked at all sorts of things as well. So there's been a host of different things that probably manifested itself in that last two minutes of the game. But we didn't really lose the game in the last two... uh, Sorry, we did lose the game in the last two minutes, but uh, if we'd have done other things better, we wouldn't have been in that that position. Would that specifically maybe be the first half when you had... Out. Howling Gale and, and they got a first half lead Yeah yeah. No we didn't use the ball well And we didn't Didn't really use the condition as well um, But You know We're learning uh,
1: Friday night In uh, Parky Scarlet's Place where Connacht Haven't actually ever won Which is not a good one And they are the champions What are you expecting from them? They They have changed their style of rugby a bit, they they, they almost played the way Connacht did, they seem to take a lesson out of the Connacht playbook a bit um, when the the championship year here, because they they play a pretty expansive game now.
2: They do, they are very expansive, they are a very well skilled, well drilled team, really uh, looking forward to the challenge, we are going over to beat them obviously, Um, that's the plan, we put in place uh, what we think can trouble, um, but you're right; they are a quality side, and obviously champions, which is uh, uh, you know you don't become champions for nothing.
0: And
1: in the period now, with, with the number of games that Connacht have played, are you clear in your mind with the, who would maybe be your first fifteen?
2: No, no, I'm not going down that avenue at all um, because it's a long, arduous season. Um, It's more about minutes, monitoring people uh, daily, weekly, um, monitoring their form, their GPS, their training, uh, the mistakes that possibly are creeping in, the energy levels, etc, etc. So, um, no, definitely not. Uh, in the position where we have a top fifteen. Um,
1: Owen, you, you've back. You came back last season, but you're fully back this season. How's how it going for you after that awful injury?
3: Yeah, obviously it seems quite a long time ago now. Um, obviously I was out for up nearly a year, and as you said, kind of was coming back playing some AIL games last year, and was still kind of finding my feet a bit. Um, and as you said, having I've really only felt back to myself maybe this season, having. Had a great pre season under my belt with uh, obviously there 's been a change in coach and staff and also a change in a uh, strength and conditioner as well in dave hort who 's come in and uh, devised a really outstanding pre season that I really enjoyed and really found beneficial and uh, yeah I really found you know I was back to myself and beyond a, a better a better player than I had been before because of the hard work we put in, in pre season and obviously to be fit and healthy and available for the first four rounds and to be racking up some uh, some good game time is obviously very beneficial and 've uh, I've enjoyed it so far, and um, obviously some of the results haven't gone our way, but you know we're we could have won a lot more games than we have we've been close, and um, I think we're going in the right direction to getting those results. When you get
1: close like that is it is it is it just a matter of having to look at it, clear your head and go again there's as Kieran said you can't really feel sorry for yourselves, even though it's a galling result when it happens that late in the game you
3: just have to. Yeah. Why clean the slate once you've taken something out of the, 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 the overall structure of the game? Yeah, obviously we did our review uh, yesterday, Monday, and obviously we played on Saturday, done our recovery after the game Saturday evening, and then kind of had Sunday to ourselves to, I suppose, reflect and whatnot. But um, I think the coach did a really good job in breaking down the game for us, showing us the opportunities that we missed, but at least we created. We just need to get a bit more ruthless in taking those opportunities. And, um, yeah, but they did a very good job in... Um, you know, wiping the slate clean, showing us what we need to do, and uh, we moved on pretty quickly towards the Scarlets end of the afternoon. Have you
1: played the Scarlets before?
3: Yeah, I've played the Scarlets, and my debut was actually against the Scarlets here in um, 2013, which is nearly four years ago now, which is hard to believe, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, no, I've played the Scarlets a good few times. Um, obviously, the home advantage here has been beneficial to us before, but we've, we've ran them close over there in the past, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> similar to the Cardiff one uh, last weekend that happened to us uh few seasons back so um no it's always been a close close game so uh hopefully we can produce a better performance this week um for 80 minutes and then i think you know it'll be a good game and it'll be in the balance right until the end and when you're chatting to the other players what what how close do you feel do you as a group do you feel you're all very close to getting a not so much getting a win but just getting a, a complete performance that goes for the 80 minutes yeah it's, it's, it's a good question um when, when when we come out with the reviews, everyone's saying, "God, if we just did, if there was two extra things we did a bit better, you know, like KK talks about in our game plan, certain things we need to do for for us to be very effective, and whether it's around the breakdown or it's around whether it's being a bit wider in our attack, something like that, it's it's small things that make such a big difference. Or if it's given that extra pass, we could make instead of a a one meter carry into a into a into a defensive line, we could be gone around the outside on a thirty yard break. So. Yeah, we feel if we just nail those one or two things, we're going to be, we're going to be good. We're going to be devastating. And Kieran, is
1: that what uh, Owen's alluding to there? Is that the sort of smarts rugby you're, you're looking for? You said on Saturday night the smarts went out the window. You're, you want guys to to just be a bit, I don't know, use the word cuter, but a bit sh- sharper about when they're in possession
2: and making the right decisions. Uh, decision-making has really been a, a focal point for us. Um, We've got hard workers, we've got good players, um, and we've got structures that they're coming to grips with, um, which are creating opportunities, but we haven't really exploited those yet, so it's it's putting a little bit of polish on the, on the rough diamond, uh, which is what we're looking to achieve. And, and do you think it's a case of if you
1: could get one Solid win in it that it would open
2: the floodgates a little bit the confidence levels would go up um, Yeah, wins wins are great, but you generally get what you deserve um, in, in this this uh, professional sport uh, world and uh, We're getting there. We're getting there We'll make a statement sooner or later
0: Okay, that's um. Owen Masseson and uh, kind of coach Kieran Kane. Um, what was his demeanour like today, William? Because we we know he wasn't in the best of form on on the weekend and and had every right to be in in bad form.
1: Um, I think he'd had time to digest uh, the weekend's performance, and he was a good deal more focused. I think on um, Saturday he was just uh, he was a bit shell shocked as well as being angry about what had happened. Mm. Um, Lose a game like that, so I think today, uh, I think he's still very, very unhappy about how his players performed uh, on Saturday, and you know he discussed there in in in, in the press conference about they'd gone through things again. Um, the more the the more I talk to him, the more I feel it's it really is in his mind a work in progress. Mm-hmm. He's trying to find out stuff. Um, I think he has been a little disappointed with some of the performances. I think he's surprised perhaps that it has taken uh, as long as this and they still haven't got the pattern they're looking for. Uh, They're still making what he seems to think are very fundamental errors. And... That, I suppose, is inevitable with with a full change in the coaching ticket, really. Mm. Uh, although Jimmy Duffy has remained as forwards coach. But I also think he's aware that they need some sort of a breakthrough win very soon to get everybody back um, fully firing. And there's no doubt about it. Uh, he's fully aware that, selectly, Scarlett's on Friday evening. At Parky Scarlet's is uh, perhaps not the easiest place to achieve that
0: No it's not a place we've ever managed to win We've run them close quite a few times We've never managed to win But talking about getting players back Having Tiernan back is is a great boost Because I think he was, he was missed at the weekend And he does provide leadership on the field Which um, I think is something that's needed
1: Yeah the the, the injury list has, has barely changed from last week James Cannon sustained a my, what they describe as a minor thigh strain yeah. so he's under the supervision of the medical staff everybody else um, with the exception of Cormac Brennan who's returned to training and Tiernan O'Halloran who's also returned to training is the same as last week, it's good to see Tiernan back, opportunity for him and I think if he's, he's fit I'm hoping he will start on Friday uh, uh. because he's got a wealth of experience which is perhaps something that was lacking particularly right at the end of the game uh, Nalia Diwise, Sean O'Brien, James Mitchell, Peter Robb Matt Healy and Nia De Alokan are all in various uh, stages of rehab. Some hopefully a bit sooner than others. Um, it's it's by comic standards, it's not a bad injury list.
0: Yeah, I was going to say um, it's 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 a lot less than what we were this time last year.
1: Uh, absolutely, and it's very interesting today. An article in the in the Guardian uh, talking about the injury lists that are already around Premiership rugby in England. Mm. Uh, it's a, it's a continuing problem in rugby. It's how how many players do you need in these squads? Yeah, um, and it's something we've talked about, and we'll probably return to it again in the future.
0: Yeah, and, and talking of injury lists, I'm just looking at, at um one of the BBC commentator, rugby commentators from Wales has just tweeted out a little while ago that John Barclay, Gareth Davies, and Samson Lee are all out of the scarless game against Connaught, which is really good from our point of view because certainly John Barkley has been a real thorn on our side for an awful long time.
1: He's caused absolute mayhem against us on a couple of occasions. <laughs> He's also a very good man for uh, persuading referees to make sometimes slightly interesting decisions. He communicates very well with referees.
0: Um, he does, he does, and that's interesting for them because they've got a heck of a fixture this coming up.
1: Yeah, they, they they have. I mean, immediately after uh, playing us at home, they're away to the Ospreys. I know the Ospreys aren't playing particularly well at the moment, and they're off this weekend to play in South Africa, having lost in Italy. Mm. But that is that West Wales derby is a very serious game. Um, they genuinely don't like each other. The fans don't like each other very much either. There's a real animosity there. There always seems to be, little arguments that I hear about about players who somebody thinks they should go to the Ospreys and they finish up going to Scarlets and vice versa. They're always trying to hoover up club players. So that's a serious derby match. And then they're into Europe uh, and they're in the Champions Cup. They're away to Toulon on a Sunday in round one and then they're home to Bath the following Friday night. Yeah. That's heavy stuff. Uh, bearing in mind that Bath will have played Treviso uh, in their first game and will probably have had a, a win, although Treviso are going very well, so I'm not I'm not downing an Italian side <laughs> there. <laughs> but those are they're they are massive games. So actually, really, Welsh Welsh teams have struggled in Europe for yeah. so long mm-hmm. that they're, they're they're these guys are the champions of the Pro 12. They're there to carry the flag for Wales in Europe but that's a savage start and then they've carried off home in a uh, another derby match immediately after those two games now they probably w- won't be thinking that far ahead but there's just a possibility on Friday night that they might have to do a bit of mix and match and they are well capable of doing it uh, they're playing a very good brand of rugby, we saw that at the sports ground mm. at the end of April uh, and if we defend as narrowly as we did in the last phase on Saturday against Cardiff, against Seneckley on Friday night, they'll cut us to ribbons.
0: They, they will, they will. Run. But on, on the plus side, for our defence this year is somewhat, you know, statistically has been a, a, quite a jump in improvement um, on last season, and in general, defence has gone well. But we fell asleep on two occasions, and two occasions we got cut to pieces. And there's no better team than Scarlets to cut us to pieces even more. So it's um, to be switched on. The whole game is going to be a major part of it.
1: Absolutely, and it's it's an opportunity. It's it's it's. It, I wouldn't say it's 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 a free game for comic, but it's not far off because I think people will expect won't expect them to win this game, but they have an opportunity to go out. They they, they need someone to kickstart their season a bit. There's an opportunity to go out, and put in a really good performance. There's an opportunity, I think, for some players to tie down their places if they can. Operate in this atmosphere. It'll be a high-pressure uh, environment mm-hmm. where they'll be expected to make good decisions. It's it's part of Kieran Kane's philosophy. A lot of it seems to revolve around decision making and playing smart heads-up rugby. Yeah. Um, I think he struggles a bit with the theory of spoon feeding players. <laughs> he wants them to. He just wants them to play good rugby and. Uh, if they don't um then I, they're they're gonna feel, feel feel his wrath i suppose I expect the video session which he talked about in the press conference uh will was, was probably a bit uh, a bit tougher than he would was alluding to it seemed to be you know he was sort of suggesting it's just what they do after every game but i'd say there was a few few players being called out on stuff that's what it's there for they're professional athletes yeah and um,
0: it's their job it's their job absolutely you know, and and you know, talking about good rugby, it was really sad to hear today that um you know, a very good servant of Connacht Rugby, uh, Neville Furlong has passed away.
1: Yeah, absolutely awful young man, forty nine years of age. Um, played back for Connacht in the time when they didn't play huge numbers of matches. Uh, he was a student uh, in Galway, playing for UCFG, and he played three games in nineteen ninety one. Played all three interprovincials, and that's all Connick played. They might have played a couple of other warm up games, uh, and he played against 1993 against Leinster as well. Yeah, uh, but best remembered, I think, for scoring a try at Athletic Park in Wellington in 1992, which uh, appears to be the last four point try in international rugby. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, because that was on the 30th of June and then they switched over to the five-point try. Um, Ireland had gone very close the week before in Carisbrook in Dunedin. They lost 24-21, another one of those close games against New Zealand. Sadly, Athletic Park a week later was, was a bit rougher. Um, but he, as often happened with players in, in, in that era, the amateur era, he got a very bad injury and the opportunity to to rehab and get fixed up that professional players have what, what just wasn't available to an awful lot of players. They had to, you know, they were playing rugby for fun essentially. Yeah, uh, and they had to make decisions. And he he basically retired uh, very soon after having picked up this injury when he was playing uh, club rugby for Gary Owen. But then he went into coaching, and he was a, an integral part of Gary Owen. At all different age levels, and he's been unwell for uh, about a year, I understand. But it's a—he's a very young man. It's very sad for his family. We send our condolences to them. But a proper rugby man and a man of Connacht.
0: He certainly was. May he rest in peace. Okay, William, and of course, the only place to get full live commentary in Ireland is on GOWI BFM.
1: Yep, yeah, it'll be it'll be on the stream on the website uh, with a pre-match build-up, uh, probably from sometime after seven o'clock for the half seven kickoff and um, full match comedy from half seven then on on FM and on the stream so it's an opportunity and let's hope uh, Connor give us a big surprise uh, let's certainly hope we get a good performance and hopefully it'll be a little bit more than that It's a tough ask but um, they need to they need to make one of these games count now because they've let some of the other ones slip away.
0: They certainly have. They're normally exciting games. I've been over two or three times and they've always been exciting, so I'm hoping that um, we get more excitement at the weekend.
1: Have a good trip and um, I look forward to hearing what you have to say about the game after it.
0: Yes, indeed. And we'll leave it there. Okay, thanks, William. We'll chat to you again soon. Good night, Alan. Take it easy.